Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DNA Football Talk podcast. I am one of the hosts. My name is David. I am joined, as always, by my good friend, Anthony. Anthony, how are we doing today, sir? I'm doing great, man. We're back on our normal schedule. We do apologize for kind of missing that day a little bit, but we're back, you know? Hey, we're back. We're not missing a beat. We're back on normal schedule. Yeah, we were a little bit delayed with the last episode, but we still got loved. You guys are still listening to us. You're still rolling with us. We appreciate you guys. And uh, yeah, well, you know, we're here to talk football, but I don't know if that was football on Thursday night, my friend. Uh, No, that was amazon just wasting their money that's what it was another glorified field goal contest yeah i thought the afl went bankrupt (laughs) i didn't really i i thought that they i thought that they they got canceled i didn't know that they were still you know in business man that was a that was a horrible showing on both sides of the ball for both teams i mean it was amateur hour the entire time there wasn't even glimpses of like hope Except for maybe Robinson, the running back, rookie running back for, yeah. um, you know, the Washington Commanders. Um, obviously, he comes back. Um, the story with him is that he did um, end up, he got, like, carjacked in the offseason or during training camp. And ended up, you know, taking a couple of uh, bullet wounds. Um, had to have surgery, obviously. He's fine. He's back playing the NFL, and uh, so I mean, there there is what there was some glimmer of hopes with him, but I mean, I, I have to say this: Carson Wentz looks horrible. He should never be on prime time again. No, he should never be on prime. Kirk Cousins could probably beat him. He could, yeah. Kirk Cousins could would have a fighting chance against Carson Wentz on prime time. And I'm going to take it a step further. I don't think Carson Wentz should be a starter in the NFL. I don't think so either. I don't believe that he will after this season. You know, although Ron Rivera had a lot of words to say to try and back up his defense to Carson Wentz. Well, yeah, I would assume so because at this point, Ron Rivera is probably in the hot seat. Probably. So he's going to do everything in his power to justify everything that he's doing. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Ron Rivera has been getting loud, which is not usually what we see from him. He's usually more of a quiet, reserved kind of a head coach. But he's been getting loud, and you're you're right, man. He's probably on the hot seat. I would say he is probably the hottest seat now after Matt Rule gets, you know, he got fired. Yeah, I would I would agree. Uh, maybe uh, Frank Reich, probably. Frank Reich's up there, too, with the Colts. With the Colts, yeah, because – Man, that's another real head-scratcher. I don't know what's going on in Indianapolis. But Jonathan Taylor is back for all of you fantasy lovers. Jonathan Taylor, if he is in your lineup, I feel like he might have a bounce-back game now that he was sidelined for a couple weeks. His legs are fresh. Um, He might be, you know, looking to have uh, kind of a come-into-the-season kind of moment. Um, So I I know I'm hoping for that because I have him in one of my lineups. Actually, I have him in two of my lineups. So he is still listed as questionable. Same with Naheem Hines. So if neither of them play, it's Deion Jackson, and they're going to have to pull somebody from their practice squad for a second running back. Yeah. Do you think that it's just the lack of weapons that they have on offense is the reason why the Colts are just struggling so bad? Because Matt Ryan just doesn't look – he's not been looking good. And I think part of that is because he isn't comfortable. He doesn't have the receivers that he had even in Atlanta towards the end of his end of his stint there because at least there he had Calvin Ridley. He had Calvin Ridley, he had Russell Gage. 
And he had Kyle Pitts for his first year. And he had Kyle Pitts for the first year. So, you know, he did still have weapons. And in the backfield, there towards the end of the, you know his last year and everything, Cordell Patterson, he was there with him. Very dynamic player. Can play both wide receiver and running back. Um, and uh, Coleman. Coleman was the other uh, running back that he had in um, Atlanta. Now, granted... They're no Jonathan Taylor, and that's what Matt Ryan has for, you know, as a running back. But he has a bad out offensive line outside of Quentin Nelson. He doesn't have any wide receivers. You put any of those wide receivers on on some of the teams that have a good receiving core, and he he might be a slot. The the, the number one guy might be a slot guy in those those rotations. So let's get back to this field goal kicking contest. Now, granted, there were two touchdowns. So we have to give it that. There were two touchdowns. But Carson Wentz, I I watched as much as I possibly could. I think I got all the way to about maybe the midway through the third quarter, and I'm like, I'm I'm done. Uh, dude, I can't I can't do it anymore. I just can't. I gave up when I saw it was three nothing at halftime. I was like, come on, what is this? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what is going on. Um, but Carson Wentz didn't look good. His receivers didn't even look good outside of Scary Terry. But even Terry didn't look that great. But maybe it's just because Carson Wentz couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. I mean, the guy was overthrowing his receivers, I would say, 7 out of 10 attempts. You know, and then when he actually did throw an accurate pass, his receivers dropped it. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, that whole game just looked bad, and we saw probably one of the best flops in the, in the in the of the year. Yeah, probably. Probably, I mean, he took one right out of LeBron James' books, and I mean, he just <laughs> that offensive lineman flopped as best as he possibly could. So good act, you know, good acting on his part, but. Justin Fields doesn't look good on on the Chicago Bears side of the ball. Their defense looks very suspect. Their offensive line looks horrible. I mean, there's really no – there was no good. There was no like, good. Like, Carson Wentz was out there throwing blocks on Roquan Smith. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like Yeah, shoulder checking, you know, Smith out there. You know, which he – there was that drama with him in the offseason with, you know, not wanting to trade and then – obviously backing off you know what i did think about uh jd mckensick the the one yeah mckissick Mm -hmm. one of the running backs for the washington commanders he had a deal in place with the buffalo bills could you imagine being him right now (laughs) he had a he had a contract in place with the buffalo bills and he said no i'm gonna go back to washington because him and Singletary would have been nice. Him and Singletary would have been real nice. I feel like that that would have made Buffalo very scary. Yeah. So, as a non-Buffalo Bills fan, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, can you imagine if you're, you know, JD just going, "Hey Bills, are you still looking for someone?" You know, because man, I mean. But maybe he believes in the organization. He's in the locker room. He's in that facility day in and day out. Maybe he sees something that we don't see. They, you don't know. The Washington Commanders after this game could go on a run. I don't see it. They, I don't see it either. No, no. And Washington, Washington probably had their best shot at it when when they had Alex Smith at quarterback. Yes, I would say when they had Alex Smith and he came off that that horrible uh, broken leg injury. I, I think that was 
that was their best shot, which is it's sad to say that their best shot was a quarterback coming off a broken leg. Well, but You know, another person that I would like to see get another shot there, t- Tyler Heineke. Yeah. He almost beat the Bucks in playoffs when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it... He looked good. It looked like the team loved him. You know, during that playoff game, it looked like the 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 commanders, or at the time, the football team. Yeah, the Washington football team. You know, but it looked like they really liked them. And, and you know, it's crazy. We're talking all of this negative stuff. They won. Yeah. Cause, they, uh, they, cause, they, they, they got a dub. Because I know in the NFL, a, win, a win's a win. We'll take it. But it's, it's tough to win in the NFL. But that was in... That was more of an ugly win. Yeah. That they more so escaped than won. Yes, I would agree with because that. Because if, if Justin Fields doesn't overthrow that wide-open touchdown, the Bears probably win this game. Probably. And that was, yeah, man, both quarterbacks just looked horrible. The fact that both of these teams have two wins. Now, granted, the Commanders, one of their wins was obviously against the Chicago Bears. But, I mean, Chicago Bears has have two wins this year, one of them over the 49ers, but that was a 49er-led team with Trey Lance and not Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, so, and, and it was rough conditions in Chicago with all the rain and crap. So Yeah, so field conditions were horrible, so really not all that fair. But both of these teams are sitting at 2-4 and four for the year. As far as the rest of the year, they, they, they. I'm thinking we're we're going to be seeing the Washington Commanders and the Chicago Bears get a top five pick next year in the NFL draft. As long as they have a first round, I don't know what their draft picks look like. The way they're looking, I can see Carson Wentz getting traded. I can see Ron Rivera getting fired. Who would who would trade for Carson Wentz? Again, he'd probably be traded to be used as somebody's backup because. Do you trade for a backup quarterback? If you package him with somebody else, maybe. Package him with a pick or something? I don't know. I don't know, man. That that seems more of like a Hail Mary and a desperation. And I feel like if they were to do that, well... Cause, cause he, he's what's cost- his contract? That's the, that's the thing. I don't know how much he's costing them at this point. But I'm assuming it's probably quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. So... All right, so here's a question for you: Who who's who's getting the after this season? Do you if if one of them were to start, and if you were to choose one of them starting in the NFL again, who gets the first start again? Sam Darnold or Carson Wentz? That's tough. I say Sam. I think we've seen enough of Carson. We've seen him in Philadelphia. We've seen him in with the Indianapolis Colts. Now, granted, he didn't do anything with the Indianapolis Colts. Matt Ryan comes in. We think that he's, you know, the the, the problem or the, the, the problem solver. And he's not doing anything with the Colts. But now we're, I mean, last night was ugly, man. That was that was ugly, and we expected this. It's not it's not nothing new to us. We we weren't shocked by the fact that this was an ugly game. Yeah, everybody and their mom knew this was going to be an ugly game. Just looking at the matchup, like, I did. And you know, in the middle of it, I I, I want to say that I texted you in the middle of that and say I missed the Broncos and Colts. Yeah, like I I miss I miss that game because even though there were two touchdowns in this game, I. At least, at least the Broncos and Colts was a little bit, at least a, a 
smidge more interesting to talk about. Yeah, I mean, at least Russell Wilson is just an article in himself. Yeah, that guy... That guy is the corniest. I'm not getting on a rant again. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, get. Yeah, yeah, we'll just. I'm gonna get heated. We, we, yeah, we, it's like if you bring up Jimmy Garoppolo or Russell Wilson, I feel like I always go on this 10 minute rant. I'm not gonna do that this episode, Anthony. I'm not gonna do that this episode. You're not gonna. You're not gonna trap me. I'm not trapping. You're. You. You're not gonna make me talk about Russell Wilson or Jimmy Garoppolo. Although I will have to say, Jimmy Garoppolo is the. He's the guy. He's the guy. In, why? Why 49ers? Why has it taken you this long to realize that Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy and Russell Wilson is not the guy? He's just not. Although I guess he could. I don't know. I'm not doing it. You see what you did? <laughs> I see what you did there, Anthony. I didn't do anything. Little old I'm bait and switch there. You know, that's uh, a. Hey, well, I'm smarter than I look. I promise. I hope so. Yeah, that'd be a scary world. <laughs> that would be a really rough life for me. I mean, my life is already pretty rough. But, yeah. Don't beat yourself up, man. Oh, no. I'm just joking. You know. But, all right. Let's talk about Let's let, Forget about it. Can Commanders won. Congratulations. Big whoop-de-doo. Commanders fans. There you go. They're all clap. We. Congratulations, Commanders. You've probably won your last game of the year. Let's move on. Let's move on to Sunday's games. I know we've kind of touched touched on a few of them over, you know, all over the last episode. Um, There's a few I'm interested in. Like this Ravens, the Giants game, right? This is going to be the Giants' real That's going to be the Giants' real test. And it's, in, and it's in New York, so they have home field advantage. So maybe i don't know man they i mean they're looking really good after that i mean they rally back against the packers mm-hmm. they rally back against the packers they won and i don't know and they're going up against a, a now the a lot of people would say that the giants won because of bad coaching and bad game playing you know yeah. bad bad play yeah, calls yeah, yeah. but who are they going up against Jim Harbaugh, he's made some bad coaching and bad decisions this year. Mm-hmm. So what What if the Giants go 2-0 and in the last two weeks against the Packers and then the Ravens? I think we I, I, then I, I, have I, to say the Giants are okay. No, hey, they're, I, they're here to stay. They're, they're a legit team. If, if they, I will finally hang it up to them. If, the, if they beat the Ravens. I'll I'll give it to them. They they're a legit team. I'll even give it to them if they fight with the Ravens. Like if you, if y'all have- if it is a dog battle, like if it, if it's a if they if they don't lose by more than one possession, I still give it to them. Yeah, because that that just shows how good the coaching is. Because because Brian Dable already has them at the same amount of wins that they had for the entire year last year. They went four and thirteen. Two years before, I think. Was it two years before? I think it's been the last two years. They've only won four games. Because I, I want to say last year they went like four and thirteen. I could be mistaken. Yeah. I could be mistaken on that, but I thought it was the last two seasons. But regardless, they're already at where the the best was for them last year. And they're only five games in. And they're only five games in. They are at, they're sitting at four wins at five games in. They're already looking at being, uh, you know, like a, like a fifth seed in the in the playoffs, with their record, and the only reason why they would be a fifth seed is because the Eagles are still undefeated. 
Yeah. So, you know, the Eagles would get the fourth seed. Well, the Eagles would be first seed, but they would take that that top division spot. Yeah. And yeah, so, yeah. you know, after that it's the next the next teams in the in the divisions, the top of the divisions, and then it goes down to who has the better record. So, I don't know, man. If they if they put up a fight, I'm looking at the Giants as a legitimate, hey, they're they're going to be a pesky team to to watch out for. They've kind of become the new like Minnesota Vikings. You can't just like, eh, it's just going to be a, a homecoming game. Now, I will say the I will say the Vikings probably have a better roster on paper than the New York Giants. Oh, yeah, for as, sure. As far as as far as all that goes with the weapons and everything, but they have some some sleepers in Who there. Who runs faster, Lamar Jackson or Danny Dimes? If I see if I see if I see Danny Dimes has more rushing yards than Lamar Jackson this game, I'm gonna lose it. Like <laughs> that could be a good bet to bet on. <laughs> I bet you Vegas has a money line somewhere out there for that. I bet you they do. <laughs> Daniel Jones has more rushing yards than Lamar Jackson this week. That's that might be a that might be one to hey throw down a couple hundred on that you know and the payout could be big it could be yeah it could be big but don't take our advice we're not betting men you shouldn't be betting men that's that's bad no it's not it's fun but we're not betting men we're not experts so by any means do not take this advice as the gospel but yeah that could be something to to watch out for that might be a fun little just thing to just keep an eye on yeah just to have a little bit of fun like okay who's gonna have more rushing yards I'm going to say it. Danny Dimes is going to have more rushing yards than Lamar Jackson this this week. Why not, man? It's fun to say it, but it's like... It is fun to say it, but you know what? It's fun to win those. I bet on the New York Giants last week, and you thought that I was crazy. But guess what? I won, and it was fun. Not for you, but for me. And what's... You know what's even crazier is the Packers last week were... We're eight-point favorites against the Giants. We're only seven-and-a-half-point favorites against the Jets. Well, yeah. Look, I'm <laughs> telling you again, man, don't – if you're a Packers fan, I would be worried. I really would and the, be. And the thing is the Giants have – the Giants have crushed us bef- before in the past, and we've had our battles with Eli and Hakeem Nix and all those guys like it, but – yeah, the, the Giants. Watch out, man, Zach Wilson. And you know the the Giants are the ones that that stopped far from getting his last Super Bowl before he left. So the Giants and the Packers rivalry goes back a little bit, yeah. not necessarily rivalry, rivalry, but they they we've had our battles with them. Yeah, like I don't know. I I think okay, New York Giants. Who who do you have winning? Ravens or New York? I'm gonna go with Ravens. I think I'm the gonna, Ravens. I'm going to say the Ravens still win, but yeah, the the Giants might put up a fight. I would like to see the Giants put up a fight because I would really like to see the entire NFC East is like is are they the best division in the in, in football right now? As far as when you're looking at the entire division and the record, I I would think so. Yeah, because we everyone thought going into the season the AFC West was the division, and on paper it is. Absolutely. You got Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and um, I'm blanking on the other guy. Oh, Derek Carr. Yeah. You know, and then you have all the weapons that all of those guys have. You have solid defenses on all of those teams. 
But, I mean, the, the Raiders have completely just crapped the bed. They have not done good. And so, but now we're looking at the NFC East. Giant or Eagles are 5 and 0. Giants are 4 and 1. Cowboys are 4 and 1. So, and all of them are looking good. So, I am going to have to say the NFC East is going to be the best division. Now, I mean the Commanders bring them way down. Yeah, the Commanders, if the Commanders had a winning record, yeah, give it yeah, completely give it to them, but yeah. I mean even still right now they got three teams that have lost a combined what? Four games? No, two. Two games. Yeah. Combined two games. Yeah. They got three teams that have lost two games, and then the third, the fourth team has four losses underneath yeah. their belt. So when, when you take out the Commanders, you got the Cowboys at 4-1, and one, the Giants at 4-1, and one, and the Eagles were undefeated. And they used to be like the laughing stock of the league when it comes to divisions. Yeah. They, re- they really were. Even when the Cowboys had Romo, like they – that, that, that was like the laughing stock division. I remember a few years back, Richard, jeez, uh, Richard, Rich Eisen mm-hmm. had um, he would he would post on his Instagram, and it, and all he would all all his caption would be was do not adjust your do not adjust your sets or your televisions, and he would just post the record of the NFC East, and it was like four and seven was the number one team in that division you know so like it was just i mean it it has it's been the laughing stock for a long time the nfc east and it's funny because the the eagles just won a super bowl within the last what five years Mm -hmm. so i mean they that that division has seen a super bowl in the last you know few years but outside of that there's really been no glimmer of hope but now the eagles are all the way back with jalen hurts jalen hurts is looking like a, a true mvp candidate right now you got the New York Giants who came out of nowhere. Dallas Cowboys defense is probably the most shocking of them all because I don't think because we we broke down the defenses back a few up like a while ago, mm-hmm. and the off season, and I did not have the Dallas Cowboys as one of my top defenses. I didn't even look at them as a defense. No, because all we knew really was Demarcus Lawrence. Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, well, and I guess that's all they really need because they didn't add anyone else. But Micah Parsons is a different breed of guys. If he stays healthy, he is probably going to go down as the, the the best pass rusher of all time. He's he's going to be up there, like like he's going to compete with uh, Taylor Lawrence. Did you say Taylor Lawrence? Or what's his name? Lawrence Taylor. Well, you know, I'm dyslexic. Um, you know what I mean. Don't 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 shake your head at me. I it was a mistake. We all make mistakes. Don't you make mistakes? I know you do because we talk. The entire the, the entire city of New York might be coming after you now just for Ah, who cares? You did not. <laughs> Let's move on, man. Let's move on. We're getting off on a tangent, but we're having fun. All right. The the, the next game that I do want to talk about is going to be the 49ers and Falcons. And the only reason why I'm going to say this is, do the 49ers score any points this game? The Falcons. I'm going, I'm, oh I'm dyslexic, God. man. Uh, I'm, I'm, so so, I'm so backwards right now. I probably had everyone confused right now. Do the Falcons score any points? Now, I, I get it. Look, they, they challenged Tampa last week. They, they got off, they, they ended that game very hot. 
they got robbed, they might be hungry, they could be smelling blood in the water. But the 49ers defense next to the Dallas Cowboys are the number one defense. Yeah, and the way the way the 49ers play the play the game and how they run the football and everything and how they kind of just manage the game as a whole. I don't see Atlanta really having the ball on offense for for too many possessions on the field just because of how effectively they run the ball, how they manage the game, how they don't they don't make any turnovers, but they're going to force a lot of turnovers on their side of the ball because they you forget they have Nick Bosa. Yeah. And Nick Bosa is a game changer and I mean because Bosa's right there with Parsons as far as the pass rushers go. Yeah. Like hit, hit, Bosa, Parsons, Miles Garrett, those guys are like Aaron Donalds, they, those guys are yeah. on a breed of their own. Yeah, and let's not forget, Tampa's defense did hold them to zero points for three quarters. Really three and a half quarters. They didn't score their first touchdown until yeah. about midway through the fourth quarter. And the only reason they did that is because Tampa just took their foot off the gas. They did. That's all they did. They they started playing off and just letting them start move down the starting to move down the field and yada 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 and they they cut it a little closer than they probably would have liked to. And I will say this: I think that maybe maybe they did that because they thought that hey, we have Tom Brady on the other side of the ball. We feel like that we've been moving up and down the field effectively. We can control the clock. We can run out this game. We'll just play time management at this point. You know, we'll just kind of hold hold the line. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jimmy Garoppolo is is a master at. He is a master at just dinking and dunking, wasting that clock, getting that time off of that clock, managing the game, no turnovers, and just allowing his defense to really win the game for him. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, And we've said it before, Jimmy Garoppolo is not a stat king by any means at all. But at the end of the day, he knows how to manage a game, and he, he's good at it. So maybe that's what the 49ers can do that Tampa wasn't able to do last week, although Tampa did get the win. But, yeah, I think the 49ers, I, I don't know. I think that the Falcons will score. It's hard for me to say because, man, when, even though the Bucks might have led, led up, I mean, they, they were looking good. They they had some moments where they started really clicking, and they they look good. So I'm going to say, and especially it is in Atlanta, I am going to say that they will score a touchdown. So I'll give them, you know, I'll, I'll give them. I'm going to say 28-7 is my final score. Okay, I was going to say 24-14. Um, 24-14? Yeah. Okay. So I say 24-14. I think that. You know, the Falcons will get a couple of touchdowns in there. Um, maybe one of them will be late in the game. Um, but I do not see the 49ers going, coming out of Atlanta with a loss. No. I no, just – I don't see that. I think that they're still going to be kings of the NFC West, and they're going to continue to run that division. And depending on what the Rams do, I don't know. Now, the Rams do have an easy contest this week with the Carolina Panthers. Although, in history – Sometimes the team that gets the interim head coach, they start doing some stuff. No, I saw a video that reminded me of this, and Steve Wilkes, the guy who is now the interim head coach for the for the Panthers. But let's not forget this. This is the same guy that drafted Josh Rosen. So, 
Okay. Well, <laughs> so I I don't know. I, I don't way know. to I, kill the spirits of <laughs> the, all of the Panthers fans they, out they, there, man. They're, they're going to be keep pounding to probably a, a top ten pick in the draft. That's uh, <laughs> probably. And then what do they do with Baker and Sam? I don't know because they they don't seem to fit. No, they don't. They're they're in that Carson Wentz boat of quarterbacks. Where like, eh, they're they're borderline good enough to be a starter, but they're probably better off being a backup. But are their egos going to allow them to take that step back and just be like, all right? I'll yeah, they're desperate enough. If if a team is desperate enough, you you pick up Baker Mayfield. Yeah, cause, you know, because it's not like Baker is throwing. It's not like Baker has the same weapons that like Matt Ryan is throwing to. He's at least right. got DJ Moore. He's got Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. Yeah. He's he, yeah. I'd even take Robbie Anderson over over Michael Pittman. Like for sure. Oh yeah. No. Yeah, well, yeah. it's close, but I'd probably it's close because Robbie. Uh, I, I I'm I like speed in my receivers, so I'd probably take Robbie Anderson. Okay. But as far as that goes, yeah. I just give me give me some of the weapons that the Panthers have over anything the uh, Colts have at this point. Now, there has been some rumors with the NFL deadline, trade deadline coming up here in, the, in a couple of weeks. There has been rumors where the Panthers might just kind of do a complete rehaul, which means that they might be shipping out some of their key players, including Christian McCaffrey. Now, let's not forget, Christian McCaffrey was on the trade block when Deshaun Watson was still in Houston. Because the Carolina Panthers were one of the teams that Deshaun Watson was in communication with and they were looking at and they were willing to give up Christian McCaffrey. Now, he was injured the last two seasons. He seems to be over that. He seems to be healthy. He seems to be Christian McCaffrey again. So is that is that same mindset still there? I don't know. But it scares me because now there's even talks that the Bills might try and make a heavy push for Christian McCaffrey. And if the Bills get Christian McCaffrey, we can all just give up now. Yeah, just yeah, just give up now. They're, that, that would mean the Bills are like, all right, we're done messing around. We're, we're coming for the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. Because we're, we're you, you still remember they're, they're the same franchise that, that, that still hangs over their head to this day that they lost – four Super Bowls in a row. Yes. Like, that's still this same franchise we're talking about here. So they're at the point where they're like, all right, we're done. We're getting one. We need one (laughs) for Bill's Mafia. (laughs) We need one. And Josh Allen can be the Messiah for Bill's Mafia. He can lead us to the promised land. And he will know what a Lombardi trophy looks like (laughs) the next time he plays golf with Tom Brady. He will be like, hey, Tom. I got one of these, and then maybe he'll show him his wedding ring, re- wedding ring or something oh, like that, and be like, you know what this is. So I don't know. I'm not going to get into that. That's too much drama. We're not about drama. But I don't know, man. But a divorce, I, a divorce. Tom Brady might be a scary Tom Brady. I don't know. <laughs> but when it comes to Christian McCaffrey on the Bills, I think he would be the last piece of that offense. Yes. That they would need. Because imagine they make a blockbuster trade for Christian McCaffrey and go out and sign Odell. Oh, yeah, shut it down. Shut it down. Like, they, 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 because Von Miller is already actively recruiting Odell Beckham. 
Yeah. At this point. And they were teammates in L.A. when they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And so and now Von Miller is trying to make history and win three Super Bowls with three different teams. Yeah. You know, so he's definitely on a mission and he's definitely playing like he is on a mission. I mean, we, we were just talking earlier in this episode that, I mean, J.D. McKissick could make a big splash in Buffalo if he would have, you know, signed that contract instead of reverting back to the Washington Commanders. So them Christian McCaffrey and McKissick are not on the same level at all. No. So, I mean, him him going into the backfield, and Singletary has not been looking bad. He's been looking good this this season. You know, he's had he's had big plays. He's had moments where he's, you know, done his thing. Josh Allen is still basically the entire running game, but he still has had game or moments in the passing game where he's, you know, added value to that offense. Odell Beckham is still, uh, is still you know, a late um, you know, season signing. He still is, you know, dealing with the ACL injury that he that he suffered in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, we're, we're going to be looking probably closer towards like in between, I would say, week 10, week 12 before he gets signed to a team or before those rumors of him starting to sign with the team really start picking up. Um, and the Buffalo Bills are one of those teams. And so if they make a blockbuster trade for Christian McCaffrey and then go out and sign Odell Beckham, it's going to be really, really tough to beat the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really tough to beat them. And they are they seem to be on a mission. But they have a game this week, and it is a um, it could be a little bit of a revenge game with the Kansas City Chiefs, but they do have to go back to Arrowhead. I know that we made our predictions. I think I believe you want to say you said the Chiefs, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I'm going with the Bills. I'm going to go with the Bills. I think that they I think that they'll pull it off. But if Christian McCaffrey goes to the Bills, shut it down. What about DJ Moore? What if Green Bay traded for DJ? That would be nice. That would be awesome. Because Christian Watson has been in and out of the lineup dealing with the nagging hamstring injury. We can't expect to put the entire load of the offense on Randall Cobb in the passing game. Even though he had a career high... I believe it was a career high in targets against the the Giants, and he kind of just went off there a little bit. We can't expect to put the entire workload of the passing game on an aging veteran and two rookies. Like we gotta have some sort of middle ground in there, and I think DJ Moore would add to that. So, would the perfect season for you? look like them trading or for the perfect moves i would i should say not the perfect season so the perfect moves from a green bay packers fan is if carolina does decide to do a rehaul they put up some of their top players on the trading block just trying to get some draft value so then that way they can build for the future and um you know and green bay trades for dj Moore. and then what if they go out and sign odell would that be like the the dream and you got Aaron Rodgers back there throwing them the football. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, okay. Yeah. Now here's another here's another team. But I what if what if the Colts trade for DJ? That I think that might fit. That might fit because then you can have because <clears throat> they still have Alec Pierce and then you have Michael Pittman and then you throw DJ Moore in the mix. Yeah. That, that might actually help them out. I, I think anything would help them out at this point. But yeah, DJ, DJ would Moore would out, yeah. would really help them and compliment Michael Pittman nicely. And then you can kind of, as the Colts, you can kind of get back to their roots of the running game. Yeah. 
instead of having to rely on Matt Ryan to pull you back into the game because you're down 14 nothing in the first quarter and you got to start throwing the ball. Yeah, there's just – there's no threat as far as the air attack with Indianapolis right now. There just isn't. But if you add a, a receiver like DJ Moore, that could be a threat. Oh, that sure. would be that could be a receiver where you go, hey, we can't sleep on this guy, you know. So you you can't just commit to the run, you know. But again, if that offensive line, if if they don't if they don't they, block, they they, they got to figure out who's playing what position first of all because they've shuffled that thing so many times. So they they need to figure out, okay, you're here, you're here, you're here, and you got to stay healthy. Yes. Yeah, that's the the injury bug has kind of riddled the Indianapolis Colts this year too. So, especially in the offensive line. And, you know, you win games in the trenches. I mean, those those that offensive, defensive line, man, they, they matter. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they matter big time. You know, they, they are the foundation of every single play. And every single play rides on if, okay, the offense usually has a successful play if the offensive line has a, yeah. has a successful, you know. Did we create a big enough hole for the running back? Did we did create we... enough big enough hole? Did we, you know, give the quarterback enough passing time? Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side, did we plug up those holes? Did we get to the quarterback in time? Mm-hmm. And if you're going up against Cincinnati, yes. The answer is yes, you did get to the quarterback in time. Because Joe Burrow has still been running for his life, and he's playing against the New Orleans Saints, who has Andy Dalton, and it might be revenge time for Andy Dalton. The Red Rifle might be coming back and saying, not today, Cincinnati. I was him, and you got rid of me. And if I'm the Saints, I'm taking Chris Olave, and I'm having him just to trying to match him with Eli Apple and just let him cook. Just, let, just, just have, have, have Olave go deep all the whole game on uh, on uh, on Eli Apple. This could be a revenge game for Andy Dalton, though. It could be, but Andy Dalton isn't really he isn't really the stats guy. He he he's much. Uh, I wouldn't say he's like Jimmy G because Jimmy G wins a lot more games. I don't know. Andy Dalton won a lot of games. There was a lot of seasons where the Bengals were like eleven and five. There was a lot of seasons where the Bengals were 11-5. and five. They got into the playoffs, and then they lost. And I would honestly blame it on Marvin Lewis. Yeah, they held on to Marvin Lewis for way too long. Like he, way too long. Like they, they, it, it felt like it was like the whole little crew they had there was Marvin Lewis, Andy Dalton, and A.J. Green. And it felt like they were there for like a decade. Yeah, together. and I mean, like, think about this. Mike McCarthy, he was with the Green Bay Packers for how many years? He was with him for a while. I want to say... More than 10 years? More than, Definitely more than 10 years. Okay, so you have a co- coach that is with a, a franchise more than 10 years. He takes a year off and he's back into the NFL. Marvin Lewis has had at least... I would say he's gotten close to now five years. Meh, maybe like th- three three or four years maybe that Marvin Lewis has been has been out of the NFL coaching gig and we have not what is Marvin Lewis even doing these days we don't even know I want to I want to say he's on I want to say he's on somebody's NFL roster as one I think he's uh I don't think he's a coordinator I think he's more of a like a player personnel kind of guy yeah so he he like doing like a, a, a Bruce Arians kind of thing 
Yeah, more of like yeah, more of like a counselor and, and kind of kind of like like that kind of role. Yeah. Oh, he's a special advisor to the head coach at Arizona State. Oh, I could. And shot. didn't the Arizona State coach just get canned? I want to say so. <laughs> like after the game, still on the field, walking into the tunnel, he got fired. I want to say so. Yeah. And to answer your Mike McCarthy question, he was there from 06 to 2018. Okay, so 12 years. About 12 years. So about 12 years. So, but again, to, to make my point, he he was there. He was in the he was in the NFL for a long time. He he you know he had a he had a good record with the Green Bay Packers, not in the playoffs, but he had a good record in the regular season. And now he's with the Dallas Cowboys, just two years re- or just a year removed from the NFL as a head coach. Marvin Lewis was a head coach for it seemed like a hundred years for the Cincinnati Bengals, and now he's not even in the NFL. He's not even in the big boys league. He's yeah. in, you know, he's in college, not even a, a special advisor for the head coach. That sounds like a made up position. Sounds like he was friends with someone and he was like, Hey man, like you need a job. Like, yeah. Like, Hey, you know, are, is money getting a little tight? You know, you, you need something. So it just kind of sounds like he kind of made up that role or maybe not. Maybe every, uh, maybe every college team has that. Maybe NFL, maybe, you know, NFL teams have that, but Marvin Lewis, he he's like a dictionary man. You just don't see him anymore. <laughs> When's the last time you saw a dictionary? Elementary school. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I... <laughs> to all of our listeners, when is the last time you saw a dictionary? Let 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 that be the question of the week, because it's been years. And then I asked my wife this question, and she goes, "Oh, I think there's one in our closet." And I'm like, we have a national treasure in this house. We need to box this up and put it in a museum. Because of the, because of the power of the internet, we don't need a dictionary anymore. No, no. So I, I, I got to find I gotta find it. If I find this dictionary, I'm tweeting it out. It's going, it's going on our social media page. It's, you know what? That's going to be our new logo. At least for a week. Maybe something. Seriously though, when's the last time you saw? When's the last time you saw a dictionary? I want I want y'all to answer that question. Think about that question this week. Don't think about your fantasy lineups. Don't think about if your team's gonna win or not. Think about the last time you actually touched a dictionary, a Webster dictionary. That man's stock went. I mean that. I mean that dropped. I hope people you know sold it before. Because there nothing, nothing is left. Google ended Webster Dictionary's career. Google ended a lot of things. Like. <laughs> Google ended a lot of things, but it also gave a lot of things. It gave, it gave us a lot of things. It just put, it, it brought us into the new era of it did of, of technology. Google yeah. is now the new Webster. They're not just and, a search engine. They're a phone company. They're they're everything. Man. Yeah, they're a phone company. They're a search engine. They have um, they have apps galore. They have. They, I'm they, surprised they haven't gotten into the security game. It could be interesting because they got the Google Home, so they could easily have that as like a little like home. <laughs> you know, get it? No pun intended. Uh, yeah, okay. But like, have it as a like a little like you know like. Um, you know what I'm trying to say. 
like a like I'm gonna say it again, but it's like a home for the security system. It's like the the panel. There yeah, it is. Like a, yeah. Like the actual panel for the security system. I bet you that would be easy, and they got money to do that. And I bet you people would buy it like that, man. People buy those Google Pixels like people buy Apple phones. You know, they're just die hard when you're loyal to a brand. You're loyal to a brand. Yeah. And the Cincinnati Bengals were loyal to Marvin Lewis. <laughs> Full circle. You see how I tie that up in a nice little knot? You're welcome. Now, the question is, I know Zach, uh, Zach Taylor brought them to a Super Bowl. But if the Bengals underperform this year, don't make it to the playoffs, is Zach Taylor on the hot seat? No. I don't think so. Didn't they just extend him? Did they did they extend him because of the Super Bowl? I would say actually, yeah, I think you're right. No, I think you're right. Yeah, I, th- I think they've I think they've made a commitment. I think they like what's going on between him and Joe Burrow, and I think they want to ride it out. At least go the five years. Do they, okay. Do you think they do another rebuild of the offensive line? Do, do you I don't think know. they do another shuffle? Do they just. Do we, do we trade these guys and get somebody else? Like I don't think you do that because the guys who they have are not bad. No. They just need to be coached right. I think maybe you look at your offensive line coach. If anyone is on, is on the hot seat in the Bengals organization. It's the offensive line coach. It's the offensive line coach. But I think the owners of the Cincinnati Bengals are – I mean, look at, look at how long they, they rode with Marvin Lewis. But the Bengals are known to be – like from the top down, they're known to be a stingy organization. They don't like to spend their money. No, they got an indoor practice facility now, thanks to Pat McAfee. Fine, yeah, finally. So you see that—that—that's what I mean. They're very stingy. They don't like to spend money on the facilities. They don't—they don't really typically go out and get big name free agents, but they did because they finally realized, holy crap, we have a franchise quarterback here. Yeah. Like. Which is crazy to think because they had Carson Palmer before and then they had Andy Dalton and now they have Joe Burrow. So they haven't had bad quarterbacks in the past. No, but Joe Burrow compared to those those two guys is just a whole other level. He is, and we want to say that, but has he done anything more than what those guys have done so far in his career? I mean... Outside of getting them to the Super Bowl, and I understand yeah, yeah, that, that, which is all the ultimate goal. So, yeah, yes, I guess you yeah, are right. Yeah, so there's not much more he could have done last year. And get them to that Super Bowl. Yeah, because because even down to the last play, if he got another half second from his offensive line, he gets that ball off. They won the whole thing. Yes, like, uh, that's all he really needed was just give him another half second to just get the ball off and get the ball down the field. To Jamar Chase, who yeah. had Jalen Ramsey looking like Eli Apple. He really did. And on the biggest stage, it just proves that they can they they can do it. Yeah, but it, I still. Stand, just with how bad that offensive line was, no, nobody outside of anybody in Cincinnati had any real expectations for the Bengals, honestly, because of how bad – mainly because of how bad their offensive line was. Their quarterback was just coming off an injury. They had a rookie wide receiver who was going to be paired with T. Higgins, and there was no real expectations out of any anybody outside of Cincinnati. So from the outside looking in, it looked more like a Cinderella story than, than anybody who saw them as a serious contender. Yeah. I don't know. What if they're tanking again this year? So then that way they, we, they 
have us believe that they are just the Cincinnati Bengals just to come back next year for another Cinderella story. What if they're doing like what you do, the whole bait and switch thing, you know, set us up for failure and then just, you know. They're pulling the old Philly. I don't know if you know the the, the term for uh, when the 76ers were playing the, the whole trust the process. They're taking a page out of the Philadelphia 76ers. I, mean, just, I don't know that. Like the when they so when the seventy sixers drafted Embiid and Ben Simmons, they were they were coming coming out of um, out of the draft injured already. So um, they were just like, hey, trust the process, trust the process, and now well, one of them's gone. Ben Simmons is gone. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe that's what they're trying to do here. Like, hey, just trust the process. We'll get there. You know, just. I I think Zach Taylor is a good quarterback or good good coach. I think Joe Burrow great franchise quarterback you have joe mixon in the backfield you have very young talented defense the offensive line again on paper isn't that bad i understand in the sat in the in the stats he is you know but joe burrow even in an interview i forget who it was with but he was just like you know the the funny thing about sacks is you know you look at the sacks and it's just like okay well how, how many of these sacks came on third down he was just like, because no one cares about stacks. Well, this is what Joe Burrow said. He said, no one's, no one cares about stacks on third down because at the end of the day, my job is to extend the place for as long as I can. So unless if I'm going to put myself out of field goal range, and so and if that's the case, then I'll just throw it away. He goes, but I'm going to hang on to the ball for as long as I can. So some of these sacks is just because I'm just trying to extend the play and allow my receivers to get open so then that way we can get the first down, which makes sense. So I understand that. So I guess we have to look at how many sacks – he's had on third downs versus the other downs because if that's the case then okay well maybe it's just maybe it's just the receivers now not getting open so then do we look at the receivers but when you look at the receivers you have jamar chase t higgins even tyler boyd and then you have the tight end they don't have uzma anymore who do they have hidden hurst oh yeah hurst because he scored on the, the, the against the ravens his old team so you know so you have good weapons so it's hard to question those guys like they're not getting open because you would think on on any play that at least one of those guys would get open somebody and then you got mixon in the backfield and then you got mixon in the backfield to kind of dump it off so i mean maybe that was just joe burrow burrow being a good quarterback but maybe his offensive line just stinks and maybe it's because the offensive line coach stinks it's it's probably a mixture of the two of the, the offensive line and the blocking and the coaching may not be the greatest but then you got to mix in the fact that like joe said he's going to be holding on the ball for onto the ball for way too long and that's gonna cause some issues you know yeah so the 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 offensive line coach for the cincinnati Bengals is frank pollock and he's been now with the cincinnati Bengals for three years um and he he did return you know to uh, as a staff member for the offensive line um from from last year um so maybe they maybe they were like okay we're gonna give you some guys now do something with it and maybe he's just not doing something with it so maybe that's where they need to make a change maybe i, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like hey man this if they because if say the bengals and the colts they can't figure out their whole offensive line situation yeah I, I say it's bye bye. Like, 
Well, I think if the Colts don't figure out their offensive line situation, it's not the line coach that's getting the can. I mean, it may be a domino effect because I think that Frank Wright is going to be getting the can then at that point. I don't I don't foresee Frank getting past week 10 if things don't start turning around. And honestly, I'm surprised. I'm really surprised that Matt Rule got the can before he did because there were reports that Jim Irsay was not, was not happy with the way the team was performing. He was getting impatient, and I figured they would blow it up before the season was over, before the Panthers ever did. But the Panthers' owners have been notorious for being impatient. Yeah, Tepper can be pretty impatient, too. He's very impatient. Now he's the most profitable. Well, maybe not now. That old the, the Walmart family now owns the Broncos. Yeah, them and it's like it's like a whole collect. It's one of the family members of the the Walmart family, and then a few other people that own it. Yeah. So, but yeah, Tapper there in in Carolina or Tepper, whatever, however you pronounce his last name. I'm sure that you'll probably correct me, but he just yeah, he's just impatient. So I wasn't surprised to see Matt Rule go. Um, I'm just gonna who who goes to Carolina now. Who goes to Carolina? Who's going to be their new head coach next year? Maybe they're the ones that bring in. I know you're going to hate to hear this, but a Byron Leftwich. Uh, or the guy from, uh, what's his name in Kansas City? The OC in Kansas City. Oh, Bienemy? Yeah, Eric Bienemy. He could get a he could get a shot at a head coaching gig. Um. Maybe All a, offensive guys, man. They're not looking at the right guys. We talked about this last episode. Or, or they look at, um, like, like I mentioned in the last episode, uh, D'Amico Ryan's in San Francisco. They're D.C. Yeah. Maybe. It'll be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to watch this NFL season continue to unfold because so far it has been wild. Yeah. It, it, and I forgot to mention this last episode. But this is only the third season in all of NFL history since the merger that through week five, every team has a win. It's only the third time it's ever happened since the merger. I saw a little wow. post about it. Like, little history, no. <laughs> Look at you coming in with the history lessons again for Anthony. We're going to have to start creating this segment. <laughs> Anthony's history corner. You know, what, what are we going to do? What are we, we going to learn this? <laughs> what are we going to learn this week? So, but... Well, Anthony, I've had a lot of fun this episode. Um, you know, I appreciate all you guys listening, as we always do. If you if you want to continue to support us, if you want if you if you if you are questioning and saying how can I support these guys more, share this share this podcast with all of your family, with all of your friends. Follow us on social media at talk underscore DNA. Follow us on Instagram at DNA underscore football talk. Engage with, engage with us there on social medias. We are there to, you know, just build a football community, talk football, live life, and, and enjoy this crazy, crazy ride of what this NFL season is doing. And, uh, man, I'm excited, man. I th- This season just continues. There's always a surprise. It seems like every week there's a surprise. And so I'm ready to see what the surprise is going to be this week. Yeah, and it's going to be – really interesting to see who comes out at the end of it all because I have a feeling on the AFC side we're going to see Bills and Chiefs again because the Chiefs are looking 
unstoppable. Yeah. The, same with the Bills. The Bills look look great too. And then on in the NFC side, I wouldn't be surprised to even see something like a like a Niners Eagles Niners Bucks kind of NFC championship. Yeah. Because unless my Packers start turning it around and start doing something this year, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with this. Well, I don't know if the Bucks are going to do anything honestly with the way that they've been playing. Now, granted, they are, you know, 3-2. and two, You know, they, they've won games. Their defense has looked good. But their offense is just struggling. So, hopefully they can get it. Hopefully they can start clicking. Um, I don't – I, 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 I want to say that they like, will because I don't, I, don't, I don't foresee Tom Brady coming out of retirement just to – Yeah, I, and I, I, I've said this before, but Bruce Arians left and y'all lost the no-risk-it-no-biscuit offense. And yeah. it's, it's not – it's not as like electrifying as it used to be. Yeah. So maybe bring Bruce back. Sorry, Todd Bowles. Well, Bruce is still there. He's just not. Yeah. On any part of the coaching staff, he's just a kind of an analyst for the team. He's a he's a advisor. special advisor to the head coach. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we've had a lot of fun this episode. We hope you guys enjoy. Again, share this podcast with all of your family and friends. Continue to follow us on social media. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple anchor um and google podcast those are all the platforms that we are on you can find us there um so it's just dna football talk that's that's how you can find us you type it in you'll see our logo pop up and uh go ahead and hit that um you know subscribe button so then that way you can get all the notifications of when we come out it's every wednesday and saturday at 11 a.m eastern standard time we appreciate your guys' support we love you guys we hope your team wins this sunday and until wednesday we will see you guys next time